1: My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Wells. Can't
3: wait. What does that do? Does that blow your mind? That just
4: happened.
3: Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of The War Room on In This League. I'm your host, Scott Bogman, following me on Twitter at Bogman Sports, joined by CK as always, C-O-P-I-E-P-S, on the Twitter machine. And here we are. We're a couple days away from the Super Bowl. The Senior Bowl is in the books. The Shrine Game is in the books. The Combine is coming up. We got all kinds of stuff for you. And uh CK, how was your weekend, man? How did you enjoy the Senior Bowl? Much better than the Shrine Game, right? Yeah.
5: Oh, oh yeah. Much better than the Shrine Game. At least there was some touchdowns scored, so it couldn't <laughs> be much worse, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, the you know, Jake Moody winning... The player of the game for the Shrine game <laughs> is all you needed to know about that actual game. There were, uh, you know, there were obviously more going on in the practices and all that stuff. But um, for this episode, we're going to talk to my friend, Xavier Trish. Follow him on the Twitter at Xavier underscore Trish, T-R-I-C-H-E. He was at the Senior Bowl for the last couple of days. Also had a lot of connects down there. Uh, as he said, following him information and, and video and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Xavier, first of all, how are you? How have you been? Uh, Let everyone know where they can find all your stuff and what you're working on now. And uh, how's the baby, man? How's dad life treating you?
4: Yeah, well, you know, uh, if you guys want to follow me on anything, uh, it's Xavier underscore Trish on all social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, the like. Um, So if you want to follow me, there you go. Um, And as far as dad life, getting used to it. I'm loving it. Uh, She's great. Uh, She's now my chunky 11 pound, two (laughs) two month old. So like yeah, we're 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 going steady and, and I'm loving it.
3: Awesome. That is so yeah. good, man. Well, we didn't we kind of freeform this. CK and I didn't really write down any questions. I mean, we saw a lot of the risers uh throughout the process. I mean, yep. uh you know, obviously Tyrese Spears who uh CK was already a big fan of yep. uh moved up some boards we saw. Um Jake Hayner when the player of the game, Dwan yep. Jones was so good early that he didn't even practice at the end or play at the game steve avila it was uh you know moving up boards the offensive lineman from tcu we had uh, michael wilson had a huge senior bowl and was very impressive in a group of pretty good wide outs so i'll just uh throw it out to you your biggest impressions who moved their stock up the most in the senior bowl and throughout the week xavier
4: it's one guy who I think genuinely turned himself into a draftable player this week. And that's Ivan Pace Jr. out of Cincinnati. That kid had maybe the best week I've seen and out of anybody there and out of a linebacker class that wasn't too strong at the senior bowl, uh, separated himself quickly and continued to build on it. Even in the game had two TFLs. Um, it was just excellent all week long. If you were a running back, not named Kenny McIntosh, you couldn't stop him from getting to the quarterback in practice. Uh, You know, he made Tajay uh, Taja Spears look like, you know, uh, a, a picket fence. Like, it was so easy for him seemingly all week. Um, and for a guy who's not the biggest and doesn't have the same physical profile as some of the other guys he's going to have to contend with in the draft, like Drew Sanders or even a Noah Sewell, for him to be able to show the speed and range and thump that he did all week was exactly what you need to see from him. Because I expect him to run well at the Combine, but to see what he was able to do and put that on tape for everybody to see um, was just a really, really good week from him.
5: Excellent. CK, what do you got? So if we're talking linebackers, what do you think of Dayon Henley? Because everything we saw was Dayon Henley, and even in the game, the coverage looked so good because he was the linebacker that I wanted to talk about.
4: Yeah, no, I, I think that as a he made himself, in my opinion, when I say Ivan Pace definitely made himself draftable coming into that week, I think he was probably a guy I didn't see being maybe maybe a day three guy at most but that' size Henry, yeah yeah I think they may have made himself a day two guy um he is somebody who showed you in that week that he can not only play in the box but in a league that is being forced to pass the ball to tight ends seemingly every single mm-hmm. year hell we've got Michael Mayer coming in this year's draft Brock Bowers and company coming down the pipeline you're going to need more linebackers who can cover tight ends he showed all week long that he can not only stick with them but you know, a guy who had an impact in the senior bowl game that he did a pretty good job against all week was with Mallory. And he was still able to stick with him in practice and did a really good job against a guy who I think made himself some money um, during the senior bowl game in particular.
3: Yeah. I mean, what did he have five catches Mallory? Yeah. I mean, he yeah. had a bunch of catches. They were uh, short routes, but I mean, guys weren't getting open and it's funny, you know, um, the shrine game we saw in the quarterbacks were just brutal.
2: I yeah. mean, they
3: were bad, uh, you know, th- there, there may be some guy like, you know, DTR maybe did enough during practice to keep himself in the conversation, things like that. We did see Jake Hayner uh, put up a decent week in practice and the game. He, he won the MVP and he was pretty good there. I saw him moving up some boards, but I was watching, uh, PFFs coverage, uh, with, with um, uh, on just for football, uh, or it's just football. And, uh, they were going through, the top player at each position, and they they kept switching off, and no one they didn't double up. But when it got to quarterbacks, uh, you know, one said Hayner, and the other one said None. You yep. know, I mean, so uh, is that kind of the outlook we're getting from outside of the very top of this QB class? The four that we expect to go in the first plus Hen and Hooker. There's not a lot behind that group,
4: right? Not really at all. I mean, and to be perfectly honest with you, and this is not me trying to like, you know, really poop on the kid at all, but Max Duggan might've lost himself money in this week. Um, I think he was a day two guy for a lot of people. A lot of people liked his tape, saw that there was some type of potential there uh, that you maybe pick up in the third round and you allow him to come to camp and see what he can do. Um, But as far as what he did during the week, he was bad bad. Like, just just the small things, throwing behind the receiver. And I understand that you know, rhythm is something that's developed over time, but throwing behind the receiver, lack of pocket presence, not moving in the pocket as much as you thought he would because he was able to do it at TCU. And just making, you know, just doing some of those gunslinger-esque mentality throws that in this type of situation, in the senior bowl, nobody really wants to see.
1: The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live
6: with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. How can we be expected
1: to teach Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh to learn how to read if they can't even fit
4: inside the building? In this league.
1: It has to be at least three times
4: bigger than this. Just wanted to see you move the ball up and down the field. That's all we really want. If you can do that, you know, if you can do that exceptionally well, it typically bowls well for you. Hell, Bailey Zappi did it a year ago. And look, he was drafted. You know, all you really need to do in these bowl games is show that you can move the ball. Making the big throws really isn't all that necessary.
5: Yeah, I thought I had Max Duggan as some. I don't like the word like loser or whatever, but I thought Max Duggan looked pretty rough out there. Yeah. But let's let's hear what you thought about my guy Tyson as uh, Bejant. We heard I know Bagman hates that it's Bejant, but let's hear what you think about my guy Tyson Bejant. I like I, better. It
4: just I he was, better. I thought he was.
5: I thought he took. You'd say you don't want to hurt yourself, right? He was taking the easy throws, but I, I think the skills there, man. I see it.
4: Not only was he taking the easy throws, but he missed on a lot of deep throws that weren't bad balls. I think yeah. I think people will look back at that tape and realize that's a catchable ball. That's a catchable ball. Maybe with more talented receivers around him, guys would be able to make those plays. I just think that he always put the ball in the right in the right place. That's where mm-hmm. I got most from him. He never put it in harm's way. He continually moved the football down the field, and when he needed to take the deep shot, even if he missed that throw, it wasn't a huge overthrow or a huge underthrow. It was kind of just right around you know the receiver's fingertips or it could just been a little bit more outside, but nothing crazy. I think he had a really good week as well.
3: What about uh the running backs? Because I mean we got the biggest riser was obviously J Spears. I mean he had uh just showing off the moves. I mean That's he is movie. gonna be he's gonna be crazy with that cut stick in Madden. I am excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh and the biggest faller was probably Chase Brown. I mean we knew Chase Brown can you yeah. can tote the rock But he had fumble issues, he can't protect the QB, and he didn't catch well. He was definitely a faller. What about in between, Xavier? Was there anyone else in the running backs here that you saw that uh, stood out positively or negatively?
4: I think Kenny Mack, by by showing he can win in pass pro, did a lot for his stock. I think when you look at a guy like him, the first comp that comes to him because he played at Georgia is James Cook. But James Cook's pass pro is not nearly where... Kenny Max is, I think, right now. Um, And I think that was the biggest knock on James Cook going into last year's draft. That's why I think he really helped his draft stock because, you know, the home run hitter is there. You know, he's an amazing receiver out of the backfield. Um, You just really wanted to see if he had that physicality level to be able to do pass protection. Um, Another guy who I don't think moved maybe up or down was Chris Rodriguez. I think he is what he is. He's a, you know, just like his predecessor. He's a Benny Snell kind of guy. He's going to give you a third and one twice a game, and that's what he's going to do. Right. He's not going to blow your doors away with his speed and contact balance, but he's going to put his head down. He's going to run over your linebacker and going to get a yard and a half on 31. That's, that's what he does. Useless.
3: I mean, yeah. I understand. Yeah. I just, I find that you like, if you need a third and one, stick a backup guard in there and hand the ball to him. <laughs> I mean, Christ, you know, uh, if that's all you're there for, I don't know. Uh, it, you know, he, he's going to have to show off a lot at the combine I think, Absolutely. So, to move it on. Mm-hmm.
5: I thought the running back that, that was, tough to watch i mean camera peoples those two drops in the first half you had to feel yeah. so bad for him after yeah. the week where we saw him have those he had tons lots yeah. of pass protection issues i saw too online yeah. so yeah that was tough to watch yeah. let's talk receivers what do you think of michael wilson because everything we saw was the was the get off man the route he, running
4: he the, the, and along with him there's another guy i would love to talk about in just a second but i think the receivers i don't think there was a single receiver for me that dropped his stock and he's in there. I think there was a lot of guys who could have, you know, maybe didn't move up or down. But Michael Wilson gave himself a chance there. That I think that if there is a genuine run at receiver, which I expect there to be one in the late first, early second, he's a guy that's in that third round, maybe even fourth round guy that's like, you got to get him now because he won't be there any longer. Um, a guy that did, I mean, we talked about risers, take Dell, that kid, for me now, might be a second round draft pick, and that's not even a reach. He had. One of, he had maybe the best week of any skill position guy. Yeah, I think he did. I think he, I think he cemented himself as a second round wide receiver after that, after this game. And I think he's going to run well in the draft as well. His Even back, with the
3: you know, size, he's, you think he's still a second round guy?
4: Well, you look at a guy last year, like Wondell Robinson, got a lot of, you know, got, got a lot of, uh you know, was excited, you know, Kadarius Tony the year before. I just think when you look at a guy like Tang Dell, there's so many receivers that you can comp him towards that currently work in the NFL at that size. You know, at the, at the ceiling, you look at a guy like Terry McLaurin, he's new, who's no bigger than me, right. Doing those kind of things. And you look at even at the lower level, like a Paris Campbell, you can make those guys work um, at more, in more than one level.
5: Not a thing guy. I would've said it before. Dude. Not that I'd like what he offers, but mm-hmm. the, the one-on-ones are just so built for what he has to offer. It That's just fair. seems
4: That's
3: so, fair. so we'll see. He's a role guy. He yep. he has to have a certain type of role, uh, for sure. I love the type. I just see him Go going ahead. to
4: the Chiefs. I just see him being a Miko Hardman replacement, and then Ooh. everybody's talking about him next year.
3: Now Hardman is a UFA, so
4: yeah, I just see uh, him the Chiefs being like, we need another speedster who can. They move. got Tony though. So let's they got, compare.
3: They trade for Tony. Uh, so if uh, we're gonna
5: compare like speedster or small receivers that were at the Senior Bowl, like let's do Tank Dell to Jaden Reed. Because I thought Jaden Reed looked really good. So
4: my thing with Jaden Reed, and this is the only thing that concerns me. One, I want to see how he runs. Because mm-hmm. when you watch Jaden Reed's tape, he has long area quickness. He doesn't necessarily have a lot of – long area speed. But he doesn't have a lot of burst. Mm-hmm. And, it, and you saw it in game. Once you kind of slowed the game down and forced him to kind of win off the line of scrimmage, it was less and less. It happened a lot less. When you put him in a one-on-one and you let him run go routes or you let him run long posts, you see over time he's able to create that distance. So I want to see what he's able to do in that short area quickness, so his three cone and his uh, forty time. I'm trying to see what those ten yard increments are for him.
3: Who is your number one wideout right now, Xavier?
4: In the drive as a whole, mm-hmm. Jordan Addison.
3: It's Addison, not not Quentin.
4: Yeah, it's, it's Addison. Me too, man. I, I, Quentin for me, and I've said this a lot, and it's an unfortunate reality. I, I, he has too many question marks to be his size. He doesn't high point the football at six four. His speed is great in the straight line, but when he runs anywhere other than the straight line, it slows down. He's not the crispest of route runners, and he could be a freak. He could go run a 4-3-5 at the combine, and I still don't know if that will translate to what he'll actually have to do on the field on a consistent basis.
3: That's fair. Um, let's talk tight ends real quick because this— just three weeks ago, I feel like we were talking about tight ends, mm-hmm. and we said it's Mayer, it's Washington, and then, I don't know. There are a lot of people in on Musgrave. I feel like more people in on Musgrave. But now Daniel Jeremiah's got five in his top 50. It seems like this tight end class has expanded. What did you see from the senior bowl from any of those guys that uh, stood out to you?
4: I mean, I think when you look at the tight end class, I think what we're seeing is that the guys who we maybe had lower in the past catching lists actually can catch the football. I think also a lot of these tight ends, and this is no knock on the schools that they went to, they didn't always have great quarterback play. I'm sorry, but like Will Mallory had a great week. And you go like, where was all this during the season? Well, look at his quarterback play at Miami this past year. Who was throwing him the football? So I think a lot of those guys, and Will Mallory for me was the best tight end on Senior Bowl day. I'm trying to think about some other guys that I was extremely ex- excited about the week of, and none of them are coming to. Uh, How, about to come, by the way. How about Payne
5: Durham? How about Payne Durham? Because I was impressed with what I saw mm-hmm. out of Payne Durham.
4: Once again, I think that's a guy who showed that his quarterback play being inconsistent, which O'Donnell was this year, hurt him. Ooh, yeah. And I think that when you saw him get the proper reps and tight end is another position that one-on-ones helps more than hurts so being able to see him against linebackers in open space really was able to see what he could do, and that helped. That happened for a lot of guys, I think, this week. So yeah,
3: Michael Wilson, Jaden Reed. Yeah. I mean, the, both those guys had a well below well, average quarterback play.
4: Right, and for even for and like even guys who didn't produce with good quarterback play showed two flashes. Cameron Latu came into the week as a guy who I thought needed to have a good week to to prove himself because he had Bryce Young. Right. So he didn't have that excuse. And even he had a few catches in the senior bowl game that I was like, OK, cool. This is something that I saw from you at Alabama, not consistently, but, you know, enough to draft you in the later rounds.
3: Probably frustrating to see a have a good week and catch the ball and know that nobody at Bama was catching the ball this year. Like maybe we should have thrown it to him a little bit more. Yeah, uh, what about the O-line? Uh, because like we said, Avila, yeah. DeJuan uh, showing out a lot of Osiris Torrance. John Michael um, Schmitz. John, yeah, Michael, John Schmitz. Michael Schmitz. So who, uh, who stood out on the O-line?
4: I think Schmitz might have turned himself into a late first rounder. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. There's you a lot know. of
3: teams going to need a center too.
4: Yeah, and, and when you look at that position, center is obviously a position that's kind of aging out right now. All the best centers from, like, you know, the last decade are kind of retiring. Alex Mack is gone now. Jason Kelsey looks like he's at the back half of his career, too. So he like just a, retired. Yeah. yeah like even like a team like the Eagles could look to move and go get another one as a Kelsey replacement, right? Oh. Like and he just was so technically sound. That's what for me did it. It is he has the physical tools. I know he's a little bit lighter, but that's kind of the blueprint that a lot, a lot of centers are going now. They're not these big 330 pounders, they're more like 305, 310.
1: The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
6: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then, there are drinks from McDonald's.
0: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for a $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
6: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's in this league. It's got what
1: plants crave. It's got electrolytes.
5: What are electrolytes? Do you even know?
1: It's what they used to make. In this league. I'm the smartest guy in the world. Says who? Like IQ test you took in prison. Brought to you by Carl's Jr.
4: Uh, able to move in, in various different ways. And he just showed all week. He was just consistent. And yeah. when you're just as consistent as he was, especially with some of the, the interior guys that were there this week, he got to see a lot of it. He got to see variations of, uh, God, I can't pronounce his name, but the kid at Northwestern, the six one tank of a human being, right? And then he got to see, you know, the, you know, bigger D tackles. And he handled both of them so well. So, yeah.
5: I got one for you at the interior because I I agree, John Michael Schmitz. I think he goes right now in my ongoing mock. I have him going to Cincinnati at the back of the first round. But Uh how about Curtis McClendon? Because we saw a Chattanooga guy last year come there and Cole Strange and get picked in the first round. And I thought Curtis McClendon was kind of a – Osiris Torrance light. It looked like from what I saw.
4: Yeah, and I, I I couldn't agree with more with you. The the you know obviously the difference with him and, and Torrance is I think that Torrance has just like this almost superhuman strength at times where he even can look like he's losing a rep and he's just like no, I'm gonna throw this human being away. <laughs> um, so he doesn't have that. But once again, his ability to move his feet was so good that even when getting not when losing the hand battle off the off the snap being able to move into the right place and shield was so good from him all week. And one quick aside about a lot of the guys we saw this week, their ability, what I loved about the senior bowl was they made them play everywhere. They didn't just let them play in their preferred position. One of my favorite guys from the week was Cody Mock because he played everywhere. Cody Mock played right guard, center, left guard. He even looked fiddle. bad at left guard, which is actually his personal, his you know his actual position. Uh, and I was just like, I love this kid because he's not saying no to anything. He's gonna play all the way down that line.
5: This is a Cody Mock Stand podcast, just so you know.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yes.
3: Absolutely. I we mean, uh, Cody yeah. Stan Ck showed me the picture of of the no teeth with the mullet. Yes. And, and the fiddle. And I, I was in him then on my team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about uh, uh the D line um. What did you see there? Because I, I saw, you know, I, guys definitely moved their stock up. I think Andre Carter probably, you know, yeah, plummeted. Him, plummeted. It, him, and Chase Brown were probably the two biggest yeah, wallers, yeah. uh in the process here. But I mean, you know, Keanu Benton. I mean, people could not stop talking about Keanu. Travis Benton. Travis Jones
4: Jr. That's yeah.
3: He,
4: is. he has. He reminds me so much of him from a size profile and the way he uses his hands. Yeah. Yeah. What about Carl well, Brooks?
5: What about Carl Brooks? Can we talk Carl Brooks? Because he is the one that I saw the scouting combine list came out today. It was like 300 players, and he didn't get in, which I thought was surprising because I liked what I saw to Carl Brooks at Bowling Green, and then I thought he looked great in the senior bowl stuff. Didn't he have a sack? Yeah, I think so.
4: I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure he did, and and I feel like I don't know if people – really paid enough attention to him all week because there were so many others. I mean, you talk about Will McDonald had an amazing week this week, um, you know, off the edge and things like that. And we always, you just mentioned Keanu Ben. I think he was a guy who kind of got lost in the shuffle. I feel like when you're at that D-lineman position, you either splash like the first two days or you splash in the game. But if you're just a consistent performer, you kind of get left in the shuffle um, because everybody's looking for like, who's that guy who's going to be able to get me four and a half to six and a half sacks next season as a rookie. It's What's, like, well, if he can give me two and a half and you know, ten TFLs, I'm cool with that too, to be perfectly honest with you.
5: What about a guy that's splashing the game? And that's how uh Lonnie Phelps out of Kansas. Because yes, that was one man. I did not expect, but he was yeah. ripping off the edge, man. He looks so he, good.
4: He was a monster. He gave me a lot of Jermaine Johnson feel, which is freak athlete. There we go. Like he just 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 athlete out off the edge. And I don't care how many times a person tells me, Oh, an athlete doesn't work at DN, yes, they do. We can put them, we can find a way to make this kid work, whether it's in a three, four, I'm gonna put him an outside linebacker or whether it's in a four-three, I'm gonna have him stand up. So even
3: if they're just a pass rushing specialist, like that still plays. That's still a rotational spot in the NFL. And
4: his burst off the edge was just excellent. Like he left he left tackles in the dust more times than not.
5: How about so I know that Boggs is a big fan. How about Isaiah Land? small school florida a&m guy uh, pretty undersized but he, he was had a, so fast. fast he had a yeah. tfl did he not he had a yeah
4: TFL. Oh, yeah he it might bed. have been a
5: sack he uh, had a
4: sack in the fourth quarter yeah i, have it in my yeah. Uh, I mean he <laughs> yeah. he
3: spun around that tackle too and was so fast
4: he's one of the but like he's one of the like you, like you said he's going to be one of those guys who is going to go to a team that understands they can work with size any size and it's unfortunate that he is a little bit smaller but those guys work in this league how many times do we have to see another, you know, five eleven, six foot guy finish with ten sacks, and we're like, "Oh, it works." Like, yeah, <laughs> if you can get to the quarterback, who cares what the size is? Uh, so, yeah, I think small school, smaller player physically, but could be extremely productive if it goes to a team that understands how to use that.
5: You mentioned Andre Carter as a down guy. I got one more down guy. What did you did you see Isaiah Foskey at all?
4: Oh, because ah, I think that's a down ah, too, right? <laughs> okay no (laughs) i'm admittedly i'm a huge i was a huge foskey guy coming into the senior Bowl. i was wet out because his size and what looks like his burst on tape if he could match that with his hands then i thought he could get himself to the first round Mm -hmm. but you realize he has no hands he just his hands don't fire like they're supposed to he has very little combination in what he's no think.
5: plan is no pass no. rush plan. That's what I would, that's what I've had. A, I have not been in the posky guy. So I want to feel good about myself now.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I, funny enough. I think he's like, when I looked at him, I, 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 when I, after the week was over, I was like, man, you really remind me of Vic Beasley in all the wrong ways. Like I just Ooh. like <laughs> you are somebody who's just going to put your head down and that tackle is going to push you away from the quarterback. You're going to look up and be like, well, I guess that counts as a pressure but the guy is running 15 yards the other way. Like, good job.
3: So, yeah. We have extra hate from uh, about Vic Beasley from the Falcons fan here. Uh, not a shock there. What about uh, your position, cornerback uh, here? First of all, how do you see the top of, of this class? Because oh, I man. feel like I've seen six to seven different yeah. corners be the first corner off uh, the board. A lot of people settling on Christian Gonzalez is the number one, it seems like. Well, how do you have the top of that board? And um, who impressed you this week?
4: So my board is, a li- is I'll say this. This draft, I think, has the most versatility of the cornerback room that we've seen in a long time. I think you can get different schemed corners in this draft. The most complete dra- corner in this draft, I don't care who says otherwise, is Devon Witherspoon. Yeah. He is the most complete corner in this draft. Not, not a question in my mind. And my only thing for him that I want to see is him run well at the combine. If he's a four-four guy, book it. Number one corner in the draft. If he if he's a four, five, six guy, then we can have some conversations. But not only does he like to come up in the in the run and make hits, but he's also extremely good at in phase. And for people who don't know what in phase is, when the ball's in the air. He eyes around, doesn't panic like Healy Ringo. You know, is a guy who doesn't lose his feet and where his positioning is, like Joey Porter often does on tape. He doesn't have to keep the ball in front of him. He can play you in phase and, you know, understands how to use the the sideline as an extra defender extremely well. And when the ball's in the air, it's his. He plays like a receiver more times than not when the ball's in the air. And that's extremely impressive from a guy that I think wasn't wasn't in my top four before this process started. But the more tape I watched, I was just like, this kid just continues to ball out every time. And don't get me wrong. The reason why Christian Gonzalez is number one on everybody's board is because he's 6'2", and because he's probably one of the more fluid corners I've seen, <laughs> and like, in general. He flips his hips. He's smooth. Like, he's like if he if he does the combine and does that uh, hip-flip drill, he'd probably be the best one out there. He, they're going to be like, all right, yeah, this is Texas. Way better
3: yeah. than DK Metcalf at it. We know that.
5: <laughs> yeah, I got that. It's like... I have like a tier of that Joey Porter, Christian Gonzalez, Devin, Devin Witherspoon. Those are like the top three for me. That's a tier. And then it drops off. And you mentioned Keely Ringo, who it just is all a lot of projection because I don't always see him being actually a great corner. I see him. as like, he looks like a great corner and there's things he athlete. does. Yeah. Yeah. He's a really good athlete. Exactly right. What about Darius yeah. rush? Cause I was really impressed with Darius rush at the senior bowl as we hear all about Cam Smith and I, Cam Smith is really good at South Carolina, but Darius rush, everything you saw. And even in the game, like I thought he looked really good too, for South Carolina.
4: And I think that he's going to be the guy who may be the better corner in the NFL. I'll be honest with you. Over Cam? Cam Yeah, I think Cam Smith is a... and this You need to be this size to play this way. Cam Smith is a lighter version of J.C. Horn, but you have to be J.C. Horn's size to play like J.C. Horn. Like, Cam Smith is a a physical corner, but he's six foot, a buck 90. You're going to get tossed. Like, you're just not going to be able to win doing that, playing in that style or you're going to be hurt a ton because you're going to put your head down and try to make a tackle on a a running back in the NFL, you're going to end up in the ground. I love Darius Rush. He's bigger, 6'2", 200. Plays the ball, in my opinion, just as well. Once again, another one of those guys who I want to see how he runs. If he runs really well at the combine, book it. He's going to be a guy who's in that, especially with a run-on corner, because I think there's going to be maybe four or five taken in the first round. He's going to be one of those second, day two guys that you end up talking about you know, immediately getting him, Emmanuel Forbes, a guy that shined in the shrine bowl for me, uh, Julius Brent. I, I Julius Brent for me is... is I love Julius Brent. If you can't find His a way for that kid so to get good. on the field... Yeah. If you can't find a way for that kid to get on the field, you're doing something wrong. Like, I know everybody's going to compare him to Tariq Willen. Tariq Everybody, Willen Everybody, greatest- Every comparison That's is just Tariq because Willen. because he's such a tall corner, but Tariq Willen, the difference is, he is like a bottle of speed. He's just rough. Like, Tariq Willen... Didn't he run like a four three three at uh, the combine? He's,
5: yeah, he's like an, he's like a top five percentile athlete yeah. in the entire world.
4: Like Julius Brentz isn't going to value wow no. with that. However, if you run a zone scheme and allow Julius Brentz to sit in front of the ball it's and pretty. just watch the play develop in front of him, he's gonna walk away with like two to three picks in his first year because people are going to attempt to throw it at a six-four corner and they're gonna be like, oh we up. so yeah, like I love this corner class a lot. A couple of names that people aren't even talking about. Deontay Banks out of Maryland. I think he's going to be a guy who has to have a really good combine, but I think can. And if he's picked in day two, you're going to be talking about like, oh, wow, the 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 you know the Carolina Panthers really did well with drafting him seven games into the season because you forgot about him. So this class for me is ridiculous. And quick aside, if whatever Keely Ringo is doing with Richard Sherman ends up working, he's going to be the best corner in this class. I'm saying it right now. Oh, yeah. if Whatever he's doing with Richard Sherman, if he can teach him how to actually cover, he's a built like a, he's built like a linebacker.
5: The upside is immense for Keely Ringo, yeah. but the downside is it's also there where he plays safety, right? Like that's what also could happen is he's a safety
6: Wait, wait. Let me explain, let me explain something to
1: you. I am not in this league. You're in this league. I'm the dude. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser.
3: Get <laughs> it? Yeah, Sherman yeah. had the brain. He always had the brain. Yeah. So that that's a, you and know big Stanford. To,
4: yeah. If you can get Keely to focus up here and get better at his technique, he's got the physical tools to be the best corner in this class. Yeah.
3: What about uh, another guy that that I saw a lot of people hyping up with Tyreek Stevenson out of Miami? Uh, what do you see out of him?
4: Well, he's a Kirby corner, and he plays like one. Right? He was at Georgia for two for for two years. He went to Miami and, and used those skills there. Obviously, being under some good DCs there as well, or a good technically sound DBs as well. And he plays like it. Extremely physical at the point of at the point of attack. When the ball is snapped, he's putting his hands on you. And if you are not physical enough, he's going to put you in the dirt every single time. The thing about Tyreek Stevenson that has to be better is when he plays speed, he cannot lose at the line of scrimmage. And that's something that I'm a little bit worried about because sometimes he overextends himself trying to get the press off because he understands that he doesn't have the speed for it. But, perfect example, when Miami played Bama a couple of years ago, he struggled mightily trying to stay in front of guys like Jamison Williams, which obviously, but also John Mechie was able to win on him a lot because he was able to use his you know, his aggressiveness against him. If he can get that figured out, and if a DB coach in the NFL can just be like, hey, you can be just as aggressive and win every time or win 60% of the time, then he'll be excellent for a team as well.
5: Can we move to safety? How about, can we talk about my guy, Jamie Robinson? Where are we at? Where are we at? Tell me that you like him, Xavier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
4: he's a day two guy, bona fide. Now, I, I think that the safety class is going to fall on deaf ears a lot because the corner class is so good. But that's a kid right there that I love, and as a Falcons fan, we need safety. So, I mean, we just got Nielsen. We he's talking about playing a three safety system at times. The more safeties, the merrier, and I think he's a guy who we could check off our list if if we really are looking for a guy in that round, th- round two or, or excuse me, round three. Right there, like I love what he was able to do over the week. So yeah, I agree.
3: I got deeper needs than safety uh, for the Falcons, <laughs> but but well we'll, we'll we'll get there in a little bit because we are going to be talking about the NFC South uh later uh you know and that, not not with you, you can listen back to that part uh yeah. when I rip apart your falcons here thanks, uh but thanks. but but they they do need a lot. What about the rest of the safeties in this class, Javier? because it's like Brian branch at the top that's like our one okay. first round safety, and I mean, if we don't start getting everybody locked in on their mocks to putting him in in green bay uh c k is gonna be very upset that's his guy <laughs> right there they could sign someone they could sign someone and have a different need. But, I mean, it's Branch, and then the, the second tier seems to be, like, Smith, Antonio Johnson, Jordan Battle, a lot of people like Skinner. Is there any other safety? Obviously, Robinson climbed up uh, boards in this process. Are there any other safeties that stand out to you that you think could be a diamond in the rough? Because this looks
4: like a pretty weak class here. I think people need to go back and look at Antonio Johnson. I think people need to go back and look at what he was able to do, not just this year, but last year. I think last year – I think last year people – I think this year in particular Texas A&M's defense did not hold it all together as we clearly saw. You know, they were able to to do it for about six weeks and they kind of fell off of a cliff. I think if you go back and look at him a year ago when the defense had more of an identity and you had just an inkling of better pass rush, just an inkling. He made plays everywhere. And he has a size profile that makes me think he can walk down to. He's a little bit bigger, a little bit thicker of a corner. Uh, yes, he's only about six foot six one, but he's closer to two twenty than he is to two oh five. And I think he has the ability that if you're not a, you know a team that necessarily needs just a cover corner or a cover safety, and you kind of want to see where he could play in both ranges, I think he can walk down a little bit. Uh, I think he showed an excellent ability to do that a year ago, not this past year, but the year prior to be able to walk down and make plays within the box as well.
5: I don't want to jump on Xavier too much here, but I agree with Antonio Johnson. But I do think there was, if we talk about Chase Brown having a bad week, I think Chase Brown's twin, I think Sydney Brown had a pretty good week. I, yeah. I kind of liked what I saw to Sydney Brown too here, so I'll move. I would move Sydney Brown also up into that day two second tier range up there.
4: I would, and I would not disagree with you at all. I, at the end of the day, somebody's gonna have to fall in love with a safety somewhere. Like mm-hmm. I get that branch is the is the the crown and the jewel and. As I can see from UCK, you want to pay, you want them in with the, for the Packers. We'll see what happens with Rogers. I have more pressing needs for you guys <laughs> in safety at the moment. Uh, <laughs> but um, I do think that somebody's gonna have to fall in love with a safety. And I think once you get past Branch, you do have like a tier two of about four to six guys that you can genuinely look at and go, all of them can play in the NFL tomorrow. Or all of them could genuinely be a guy that we have to work into our system over the over, you know, the first three or four weeks of the season. So it's gonna be about whoever they feel is most NFL ready out of that 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 second tier behind branch, in my opinion.
3: All right, Xavier, did we miss anyone or did we cover everybody you wanted to talk about?
4: Hmm. Talked about Torrance, we talked about Mock, we talked about Schmitz, who I think, yep, yeah, is the first rounder. Um, yeah, I think we got everybody. I I will say this about the receiver class before I go. I think this receiver class will play a lot better on the field than their names will go in the draft. I think we might have two go in the first round, and then we'll see a run somewhere in the second or third. But I think we have an extremely productive receiver class. I'll say that much, right? You've got your guy, like names that I'm not hearing as much as I feel like I should, are guys like Josh Downs. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's because. Yes, we have a maybe a not as dynamic receiving class as maybe we had last year, obviously, right? You're Drake London, Garrett Wilson, and company, but you still have a ton of just productive guys. Even I mean, if you Jackson
3: the, Smith and Jigba it, yeah, is I, still in there. I've, I've the, seen. Uh, I mean, Booty was was getting yes, first round right. comps for she Rice
5: didn't Safe, have a very good yes. week. She Rice had a rough week. I thought that was Jalen Hyatt. Week. Jaylen there's Hyatt
3: a lot of Jalen Hyatt love recently as yeah. well. So I'm and with you. Said, I, I think it, you squint and you could see it looks bad, but I think if you squint harder, it looks pretty good. And he so. said he's
4: looking to run a 4.29 at the combine. Like that, mm. like, you know, right. And Even if we start getting into the fifth and sixth round with a guy like Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa state, once again, extremely productive. And, and I'm a huge proponent of, of receivers. And I've said this before, who are productive with crappy quarterback play. If you yeah. can catch balls and you can score touchdowns when you're yeah, the Parker Washington,
5: we're going to cool. we all have yeah. one that we can name, right? We all got yep. of <laughs> yeah, Let's
4: yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, if you can be productive and you can give me, you know, seven eight hundred yards plus with a quarterback who's going to be selling, you know, used cars at Enterprise, come on, like <laughs> I'll bring you in the camp and show me what you can do.
3: Get used to that. We'll pick you up. You know, <laughs>
4: <laughs> exactly.
3: Oh, lordy! All right, Xavier at Xavier underscore Tris T R I C H E. Please remind everyone uh, what all you're doing right now, what shows they can find you on, and all that good stuff.
4: Yeah, so obviously you can find me on the beautiful show that is CFB Winning Edge with Scott and Nicholas Eli- uh, Nicholas Nicholas e. now Jesus. <laughs> uh, obviously, you know i'm I'm going to be doing as much draft content as we get to closer to the wars to draft. I'm a huge combine guy, so you can hear me in several different spaces, mostly Falcon spaces, but in those spaces, I try to talk about the full gambit uh, of players coming out um and uh I might not be in the eastern time zone in the next couple of uh, in the next couple of weeks here, Scott, yeah, we haven't talked in a while uh, but i I might be in either the states of Minnesota or Utah. In the, ne- in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, definitely going from the, the, the warm comfort of, you know, Southern home cooking to the cold, cold, <laughs> cold of Minnesota or Utah. So, yeah.
3: <laughs> well, good luck. Uh, we will obviously uh, keep in touch, and we yeah, want to know what's going on there. But thanks for uh, coming on the show and giving us a little bit of Senior Bowl luck.
4: Yeah, yeah, thank that. you guys so much for having
3: me. All right, thank you again uh, to Xavier for coming on and uh, talking about the Senior Bowl a little bit. We are going to go over team needs now. And we are going to do the NFC South, which all of these teams need a lot of stuff. So uh, one of the worst divisions in football. Last year, you have the GOAT leaving this division, um, meaning I don't know that we can for sure say who is going to be the quarterback of any of these teams right now. So uh, let's just start off with Atlanta and go through there uh, by position. The start out quarterback is Ritter, the guy CK, Uh, are we giving him the full shot or are we bringing in someone for competition? Are we trying to draft someone? Because it's pick 1.8. You have a chance to move up. They got two fours. They have their second and third, which are both very high picks as well. Um, They have a chance to move up and get someone they like. Potentially. Is there a guy in this class that you would move up and trade potentially this first round pick and maybe next year's first round pick? four or do you think if I'm the Falcons I don't think they solve it this season so let's just wait for next year and see what that QB class is like
5: yeah it's such a it's obviously this division is there for the taking right we just went right? over that Desmond Ritter I believe has the most passes of any player that's under contract in this division and that's in Ooh. four starts that Not- Okay, if you count Mariota, that's different, right? But we both expect he's going to get cut and save them some money. And that the... I think Winston's
3: still undercut. And the Saints don't want
5: Jameis, right? The Saints clearly don't want Jameis. So of the players that might actually play, Desmond Ritter has 115 (laughs) passes, and that's the most of anybody. But I don't think that you just... I liked Desmond Ritter coming out. I did, but I don't think that I liked Desmond Ritter enough to say that Desmond Ritter is going to, and he didn't show me enough in four games to say that he's going to be the quarterback that's going to get my team to the playoffs someday. So if CJ Stroud started to drop, right. Or even Will Levis, if, if they're there at five, do you move and say, okay, here's, you can have our seventh round pick and take the third rounder. And we really like Will Levis. And then we have two guys and maybe one of them sticks. Now they also have a ton of cap space and this is the team that gets bandied about the most with Lamar. Like, yeah, you, you got to consider that the way that they want to run their offense. If he hits free agency, you have to consider something like that.
3: Absolutely. I mean, I think it would be more of a, you know, sign and trade type of a deal, uh, you know, but we'll see what happens, but they, 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 I think you have to at least bring in a veteran. Like maybe if you get rid of Trubisky uh, or you get rid of Mariota and you bring in Trubisky, you know, because he's going to be gone from sure. pittsburgh he you know did not like the way things ended uh which i can't blame him but obviously he's not the answer uh, running back they're good Algerian patterson in a nice one-two punch as long as patterson doesn't retire because he is a little long in the tooth but he doesn't have miles on his body like some other guys did because he all he was doing was returning kicks for um you know the vikings for a, a while and then playing a little bit for the bears and he hasn't had extensive use until getting to atlanta so i think he'll be fine uh wide receiver is a huge issue for this team because you obviously have Drake London. They traded Calvin Ridley in the offseason, and they don't have anyone else that I would consider an NFL wide receiver. I think probably just because of the cap space, he tried to go after some guys, but maybe resign signed just because he has familiarity with the system and they got to draft somebody.
5: I think Zacchaeus is a three, right? Like he's a fine yes. three. That's always been out of position playing the two for them. And I think DeMari, you like him
3: more as a four, but you're okay even, yeah. with him as a three. You sure.
5: Know? And so they need, an option that can help take some pressure off Frank or Drake London and then Zacchius it's the slot option or your third receiver or however it's going to work. But yes, whether that's that could be a draftable option, right? You stay pay stay put at eight, add offensive line, add a quarterback, whatever. And then second round we were just talking about was Avier. We like the receivers later. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean just something. I it's not their biggest need. We'll get to their biggest need in a minute, but uh it's not but it is high on the list. Uh, tight end, I think they're good. I think Pitt's obviously coming back off his injury. And you got to re-sign uh, Pruitt because he fit. I think he graded out as like the fifth best tight end, uh, uh, according to PFF, just because he fits. He's mainly a blocking guy. And, you know, they pay him off. They throw him, uh, you know, red zone looks and end zone looks. So um, I think they got to re-sign Pruitt. On the offensive line, it graded surprisingly well. Uh, you mentioned this before. They do need to re-sign Caleb McGarry. They probably need another guy, a guard, or resign uh, Wilkinson, and then Jalen Mayfield. What are you doing with that guy? Because he's coming off this back injury, and he has been a pancake uh, ever he's since been, entering the NFL. He's
5: been terrible, right? I think he kept yeah. dropping. He was the—he's still really young because that was a big part of when he did come out of Michigan. He was only like twenty at the time. He's still really young, but you cannot trust Jalen Mayfield as a full-time starter with what he we've seen out of him in the first three years. So I think you have to resign. Kayla McGarry with your cap space and then do something still to improve this line, especially as a team that wants to run the ball all the time.
2: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: welding instructor alex Declaire knows vr training platforms like forge fx help students master their skills
3: there's a big learning curve with welding virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need
0: learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact
1: ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads the squeak of shoes on a basketball court The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
5: I know how you're feeling right now. Stop it, stop it. Don't do that. I'm here for you. In this league. (laughs) i don't think you're either do we know did tampa bay has yet to hire an offensive coordinator right
3: uh yeah i don't think uh i don't think they've hired anyone i yet, do not so. think
5: they've hired so i don't know what they're waiting for there because that makes a big difference in how they want to actually push this thing forward too so we're still waiting on that and yeah, it is a very strange division. Whatever, whenever the odds come out, whatever the lowest team is, take that bet because they could easily win this. There is no team that's a favorite as far as I'm concerned.
3: I think if you're Tampa, do you want to like, um, do you want to not sign an OC that maybe Brady hates just in case he comes <laughs> just in back? In case in case a there's a small weeks?
5: sliver of hope. Yeah, yeah. Tom Brady. Who would you like to play for?
3: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, but I mean, if Tom Brady comes back, then they have real cap issues. They're in the same spot as. Uh, the saints at Mm -hmm. that point. So although they do have cuts that can be made unlike the saints, so uh, lots going on in the NFC South, but uh, that'll wrap it up for this episode of the war room at C O P I E P S for C K C K. What do you got coming up?
5: You can check me out on the daily five every day where I cover five sports stories about fantasy football. And then I said, I'm just working on this mock draft, man. I'm middle of third round here.
3: Yeah. I mean, th- those are always fun, man. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's going to be wild how much they change after, you know, I start looking at mock drafts real hard after free agency um, yeah. after free agency is when they become more accurate, but I love doing it at this point because it's like how you would fix the team. And I like doing mm-hmm. that a lot. So I love that exercise. Uh, that That's a lot of fun. See, this is the, this is the point of time where I would more enjoy making the mock. Um, but, reading them, I'm like, man, eh, none of this is going to be accurate. So uh, we'll see, but uh, I'll have one pretty soon. I'll have one before the combine as well. And um, we'll be do- doing some of that stuff. You can catch me on fantasy pros, you can catch me on in this league, obviously. Uh, see if winning edge with Xavier and all over the place. Just follow my Twitter at Bogman sports. And that is going to wrap it up for us next week. We will have the full breakdown of the NFL draft. We'll know where every team is picking from and all that good stuff. And we'll be covering the NFC West, which is better than the South, but maybe not by much outside of the Niners. So uh, we will see what's going on there.
0: But uh, that will wrap it up for us. We will see you guys next week. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
6: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block.